it's like, whoa, the, the bottom fell out. Where, where, where is this thing that in my mind I was a part of or that we had and it is gone? And it's so disorienting and so disruptive to our experience. And of course, uh, there is not, no disruptor like death itself. There is no disruptor like death itself. I don't know if you've noticed uh, with news, especially with Ukraine, like there's had to be, there's been viewer discretion advised. Have you, have you, I don't know how you get your news, but there have been moments where they said, hey, warning, you might see something that, that, that is, um, that you don't want to see because there's something wrong and disruptive about seeing a person lying on the street apparently getting groceries or, 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 you know, and, 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 or hands tied behind the backs or, or satellite images of even mass graves now, today, a few weeks ago, perhaps going, there's something wrong about that. And, uh, you know, Easter is about many things. Uh, it's about, it's always, but just remind, you know, for some of us, it's a three day weekend. For those of us in like school, it's like a four-day weekend. For parents, it's a four-day weekend. It's a four-day weekend. It's a lot of things. It's a holiday. Maybe it's the beginning of, I don't know, is it the beginning of gardening? Maybe? Like it's like spring. Not not. Okay, sorry, I'm sorry. I'll tell I'll tell you what it's 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 it, apparently this is the only time they sell those candy covered eggs all year. I mean, you can buy them in like two kilogram bags in Costco and like ration them over the year, right? Easter is about a lot of things, but Easter, I want to remind us, Easter and Easter Sunday is the ultimate disruption to the disruptor of death. Easter is the ultimate disruption to the uh, disruptor of death. It's, I mean, to use another movie thing, it's a glitch in the matrix. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. I went back to the matrix. Somebody died, like really, really died. Because he died at the hands of the, the Romans who were really good at killing people. And he really died. And he had a really, really rough week. And he died and he died and he died. And then three days later, he busted through that grave. This is what we are remembering. And something, something that happened 2,000 years ago that makes that, that just shatters all the categories. This is what we are celebrating today. And and um, Courtney asked, you know, she's like, I'm setting up the YouTube thing. What's the title of the sermon? And I, 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 I suck at titles. I, I really do. And so all that came up was with was resurrection. But as I was continuing to prepare, I think this is my tagline, which is not on the YouTube link. My tagline is resurrection. The craziest thing that you can't believe that actually happened, but you actually do believe if you're a Christian. That's resurrection. All right. So I don't think that all fits. There you go. Resurrection, this word, it literally means upstanding, or in the Greek is like anastasis, standing up, which is which is literally if the, the last thing that you can imagine when you are with something or someone who has died and this weekend this day we are remembering that you could look at a casket you can look at a gravestone and if that person is found in jesus you can write these three words on it to be continued
This is the crazy thing we believe, that life is to be continued. This is what we're remembering. This is what we're celebrating. It literally means upstanding, standing up, rising up. And we've been in the Old Testament for, uh, maybe for some of you, for a long time. We've been in the Old Testament. And there were, there were um, I won't say hints, but there, there, there was a sense of, yes, there, there is a, a, a resurrection coming. Like there is the prophet Daniel. He talks about that uh, in uh, chapter 12, verse 2, he says, And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. There was a sense of all of us at some point in the future, there's going to be judgment, we're going to rise from the dead, and there's going to be judgment. And actually, Jesus himself quotes this. There was an expectation that one day, yes, a resurrection. And, and there's this scene where uh, Jesus is going to his friends, Mary, Martha, and their brother, Lazarus, who's died. And he, he, he's kind of come late because he, he missed Lazarus' death. And there was a point where Martha says, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know I'll see my brother at the, at the resurrection. Right? There, there was this expectation, but what they didn't realize, what they didn't see coming was one person, one person now, one person who would, they would revere and they would say, oh, he's such a good, he's a good teacher. Perhaps is he the Messiah? This one would come out through the grave now. See, Good Friday, I don't know, like some of the readings and, and what we know around Jesus' death, it was so disorienting because the disciples, as I've heard it put, were like, they were used to winning time, right? They were used to going into towns, they're healing the sick, right? These crowds gathering around Jesus, they were like, they were, they, they were waiting to like, they were, they were going to Jerusalem for winning time. And then, and then this, and then uh, Jesus is arrested, he's tried, he's crucified. It is completely disorienting. They did not see this coming. Neither did they see Sunday coming. They did not expect someone to get through the grave. And, and the women who go, who go to, to see Jesus, were, were expect, they brought spices. They're expecting to, to embalm his body. They're do, doing kind of ritual things for his body, Jesus' dead body. But their expectations were completely, um, what's the word? Not crushed, not destroyed. They were, they were surpassed. They didn't see it coming. Jesus busted out of the grave. And, and the, the good news is, if you're like, whoa, I don't, I, I don't know about this. I, 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 like, are you sure? The good, the good news is there was a church, the, the Corinthian church also were like, hold on. Is this really happening? Did this really happen? And, and so Paul had to address this because it's so foundational, so important. If you turn to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we're going to read. Because Paul puts it, he lays it out. He says, whoa, whoa, whoa. How come some of you say there is no resurrection? This is really, really important. I'm going to read from uh, verse 12 to 22. Verse 12. He says, Paul says, now if... Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead. And, and, and he was. How can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, 
that not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God, that he raised Christ, whom he did, uh, Christ, no, sorry, uh, whom he, uh, because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. Verse 16, for if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life, only we are of all people most to be pitied. Verse 20. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, uh, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam, that first man, all die, so also in Christ, uh, also in Christ shall be made all be made alive. He's saying, guys, if, if this didn't happen, we need to find a better time, just better things to do with our time. Because there, there's, there's, no, there's no point in gathering. There's no point in, in, in what Paul has given his life to, traveling and preaching about the word. And, you know, uh, this week as I've been kind of researching and studying, it, it, it made me realize that many of us don't, don't realize that, that this, what we're talking about, resurrection, is really forward in that it is, uh, what uh, this theologian N.T. Wright, he calls it life after, life after death. The resurrection we're looking forward to is life after, life after death. What do I mean by that? There is, there is a sense that when we die, we will be with Christ immediately. Edwina, you read from Luke where Jesus hung on the cross. And, and, and one of the, uh, the criminals said, hey, Jesus, would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And he says, today you'll be with me in paradise. And, and Paul talks about, it, it, it would be better for me to be with Christ. Paul's like, you know, I was like, I'm pretty tired. I, I'm, I've done my work. If, if I die at the hands of whoever, it'd be better for me to be with Christ. There is a sense where we are with Christ immediately at death. But, but that is that, that paradise, that heaven state, is actually for a short time. See, did you, did you, did you know? Heaven is a place. It it, it is, but it's it's not the final place. It's, it, there is a sense where we, we you know we pray to uh, our Father who is in heaven, right? And there's a sense of okay, heaven is up there, and, and maybe you remember those astronauts who've gone up to space and said, oh, I didn't, I don't see heaven. But heaven is actually way, way closer. Then we realize. I'm gonna if you have if you if is sometime since you've been in grade four, I'm gonna remind you of what a Venn diagram is. Okay, all right. I'm gonna do this because I need I need a, a prop. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm insecure. I need a prop. So I, this is why my computer's here. We're gonna get a close-up shot. Um, heaven, is, and I brought my sharpie. All right. There's heaven, and there's earth. And, and actually, 
what it looks like is more like this. There is like heaven and earth actually overlap. It's not like heaven is the guy upstairs, your annoying neighbor on the third floor because you're on the second floor. Heaven and earth are super close together. And in the life of Israel, what was this place? Do you guys know? It was the... It was the temple. The temple was where heaven and earth met. Where God's reign and rule in heaven met God's um, the, our, our earthly existence. And interestingly enough, over and over again, do you know what happened on Good Friday? They, when, they, uh, when they accused Jesus, when they mocked him, they said, hey, this guy said he was going to take down the temple. He was going to rebuild it in three days, this guy. This, you know how long this temple took to build? <laughs> what was Jesus saying? He's saying, I'm the temple. I am heaven and earth in one place. I am here in the flesh. But I, but I am by God's spirit. I, I'm also God himself. And here's, here's the thing. When, when we die, we, we get to be with Jesus. We, we, we're probably not as far as we think we are. There is a heaven. But ultimately, get this, ultimately, unfortunately, I, I can't animate this. The picture that we see in Revelation is that heaven comes down to earth so we don't have like just that little slice. It's like completely overlap. That's, that's the resurrection that we're waiting for when heaven comes down and we'll be raised to life again. That's, that's what we're looking forward to. That's the reality that we have. And in the meantime, we get to be these people. We, be, we get to be the temple of God, indwelling his spirit, living out resurrection life right now. See, I, I'm going to say, on the one hand, there's part of me that, that thinks about this in history and thinks about life now and looking into the world and me as I'm like, I don't get this. I, 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 there's a part of me that fails to see it in myself and fails to see it in this world. But on the other hand, this is the only thing that makes sense. This is the only thing that makes sense. Because here, look, resurrection is telling us that, first of all, creation is not abandoned. You know, creation starts off pretty awesome. If we you look at Genesis, it starts off with a bang. Resurrection is reminding that God didn't, God is not saying, I'm erasing everything I've done here. Goodbye. We're going to be floating up heaven. Did you think we're going to be floating up in heaven forever with harps and stuff? We're not. That's not, that's not how it's going to work. God has not abandoned creation. He's coming back. Um, Romans chapter 8 talks about creation of longing and groaning to, to receive its adoption. We, creation is going to be renewed. It's going to be revived. Creation is not abandoned. Uh, resurrection reminds us that our deepest longings for those words to be continued are actually answered because because I, I don't know if you've been um at a, a funeral or um at a gravesite recently a, f- a few weeks ago um we were at uh, ron's funeral 
And uh, I left that thinking, wow, I, I wish I knew Ron more. Like, I, I, like hearing stories about Ron, man, I wish I had a few more conversations with Ron. But I also left with the hope of, I'm going to chat with Ron some of the yeah, day. Yeah. I am. Because his life was in Christ. That was for sure. When the, the, the top 20 grossing movies, or even larger, almost all of them are, are fantasy, science fiction, and they often all recall and retell the story of the idea of life again, of resurrection. It's like there's something about the stories that we tell that show us that that is where our hope and our longing is. Now, I'm not saying that they intend to necessarily. I'm not saying they're the best movies in the world because, like, there's two Fast and Furious movies on that list too, okay? So <laughs> the, one, the one, like, non-science fiction movie on that list, you guys know what it is? It's, like, number three. It's Titanic. And, but, and uh, we all want Jack to resurrect, so I don't know. Why, why couldn't he fit on that board? I don't know. But, but the story show from Avengers to Star Wars, what, we keep telling ourselves life is still going to continue. And, and, and these movie companies know that we love these stories. It's this deep longing we have. Resurrection answers the question, why do anything at all? And some of us have these days. Some of them, us have more of these days than other. Why do anything at all? Why get out of bed? Why, why, why get dressed? Why move forward? And there's two answers in a row. One of them is, yeah, who cares? I mean, nihilism is there is, there is no future. There is no hope. I mean, th there's nothing beyond. The other one is YOLO. You know YOLO? <laughs> you, know? you only live once. It's this idea of like, hey, it's gonna, it's gonna end anyway. So you know, eat, drink, and be merry, man. Like, get on your app and swipe left. Or, I don't know which way you swipe. So I, 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 the Christian story is not YOLO. It's you only live twice. Yolt doesn't sound quite as. There's no ring to it. You only live twice. The story that we hear in the Bible is is not you only live once. You only live twice. And here is um, the amazing implication of what that means. At the end of 1 Corinthians 15, where he's spent 58 verses explaining the resurrection to this church in Corinth and explaining to us. At the very end, this is how he wraps up this part. Verse 58, he says this. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in, your, in the Lord your labor is not in vain. He says, now I'm laying this out. You only live twice. So guess what? In this life, your labor is not in vain. It's not. Community group leader of the city gates, your labor is not in vain. For those of you who are contending for your friends and families and neighbors, and they don't even know how much you love them, your labor is not in vain. For those of us who are in the world, creating and solving problems and making this world better and organizing things, your labor 
is not in vain. For all those who are investing in the youth uh, uh, amongst us, your labor is not in vain. This is the story of the resurrection. Guys, our labor is not in vain. But there's um, something else. There is a, a sense that there is a future hope, but there is this, the resurrection is also a power for us right now. Uh, turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 is, is, is well known for many different reasons. Uh, but I, we're going to read from verse 9 to 11. We have hope for the future, hope of a resurrected life. But this hope is actually for us even now today. I kept, I kept hearing that, uh, it, you know, uh, the 40 days up to Easter is, is known as Lent. And that's usually when um, we feel bad about how we've eaten the whole year and we decide to cut off sugar and make it into a Jesus thing. Or we cut something off, right? We're fasting. 40 days after Easter actually also leads up to a, a, a less, at least in our context, a less celebrated season of uh, four days of the day of ascension. And, and in some traditions, it's actually to celebrate the life of resurrection, which I, I guess could mean a lot of eating. I don't know, but, but maybe we need to do that a little more. Maybe we do. This is what Paul says in chapter 8. We're going to read verse uh, 9 to 11. He says, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. We have, we have heaven in us. We have God's spirit in us. If, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. That's what verse 11 says. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also Give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Guys, the the power of the spirit who raised Jesus 2,000 years ago is available to us now. This is wild. (laughs) Because that had to be some power. And Paul's saying, the spirit of Christ dwells in us right now. And this is this is the offer. It is, as all things, it is free of charge. It, it, it costs you absolutely nothing. But you can but you'll need to surrender to it. You'll 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 need to open up your arms and your heart to surrendering to the Spirit of Christ to come into you, to give you resurrection, raise life now. And here's the crazy thing. When we read uh, further in uh, chapter 8, we know that like, life, life didn't get really any easier. <laughs> life gets actually pretty hard. There's a lot of, he talks about suffering and pain. And, he, and, 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 and the, uh, the verses many of us know, like what will separate from the love of God? Hold on, wait a minute. There's a lot of stuff that are going to want to separate me from the love of Christ. Yeah, there are. 
even death itself, which we will all meet one day and, and we don't want to think about that. And we're like, oh, please, in my sleep or whatever it is, we're going to meet it. But the power of the resurrected Christ can be in us now. And that is worth dwelling on and sitting on, whether you're working tomorrow or you have a day off or the rest of today. This is, this is, this is the life we live in. And I, I know sometimes we, we wait for these moments of like Easter and so forth to remember, but boy, like, wouldn't you want that every single day? God, I need your resurrecting Jesus power in me right now because I, I don't have it in me otherwise. Would that be so? Let's pray. Father, would this reality come to us, Lord? To be continued. This is this is this is unbelievable. So Jesus, we 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 pray to you because you are alive, because death could not hold you. And Paul talks to me as the firstborn from the dead. Jesus, you are the firstborn from the dead. You are the first fruits. We're looking to you. Lord, would this power be with us now? Not to power over others, Lord, but to serve, to love, to invite others to this resurrection life that begins now. Thank you for City Gates. Thank you for thank you for our community groups. Thank you for the life and the conversation, the relationships where we can remind each other of this reality. And Father, we... Um, we pray for Dean and Lord. So would you, uh, would and wherever you are, would you, would you pray for our brother Dean? God, he's feeling his his body like um, like he shouldn't. And Lord, we know that cancer is such a destructive force. We ask the Spirit of Christ who raised Jesus from the dead. And we know Dean's going to be the resurrection, but even now in this life, would this power come upon him? Lord, we ask you for strength to the surgery. Lord, he's going to have to submit himself to these surgeons. We thank you for all the, the surgeons and, and, and the study and the technology that will be to his aid. But Lord, there is even time now for you to work. So Lord, would you do something amazing? Yeah. Indeed. Yes. Pray for Crystal. We pray for um, his family and the children. We just trust you, Lord. We trust you in this. God, thank you that there is life anew now and life anew forevermore we look forward to. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Guys, have a good rest of your Sunday. It's not snowing. It may be unless you want to visit Markham. Uh, It's sunny. I'll see your community groups and next weekend.